This week's guest is Heather Scholestall, who's currently the dressing room coordinator for both Metallica and the Rolling Stones. As a dressing room coordinator, Heather's job is to essentially see that the band has everything that they want and need when they're on tour that makes them comfortable. It's a fascinating job where you get to know the band members on a personal level. We talk about what life on the touring road is like, the long days required for the job, and the perks as well. It's a fascinating conversation, and Heather's a terrific guest. Enjoy the show. We're back with another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. This is Dan. What's going on with you, buddy? Just uh, another sunny winter weekend, hanging out, doing nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you? Yeah, exactly. It's like Groundhog Day again. We're back in lockdowns for restaurants and bars. No idea when we're going to be back open, so... Yeah, a whole lot of doing nothing. Wonderful, yeah, because today's January the 16th, so this is only week, what, two of the shutdown? Week two, and it sounds like it's going to get extended longer than the th original three-week plan, so amazing. Oh, wonderful. Well, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Commandant Ford, for your help. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we have a great guest for you, as always, this week, Heather Scholzdahl. I might have fucked that one up, but <laughs> <laughs> Scholzdahl? Show stuff. Yeah, no, I nailed it. Um, it's going to be joining us in just a bit for here for after, known as Foster, because that's an easier name to pronounce. <laughs> we will be bringing her in briefly, but we should mention that if you like the show and you would like to be a guest on the show, you should email us at info at the industry club or DM us at the industry podcast on Instagram. In addition, subscribe, rate, review the show. That helps a lot, great deal. Mm -hmm. Check out the archives. We got this is episode 97, so we got 96 episodes prior to this, and all of them are available. Is that how that works? Yep. <laughs> Smartest thing I've said all weekend. <laughs> all right. Well, at least we've figured that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a big shout out, as always, to Zach Hanna at ZachHanna.co for the amazing artwork he does for the show. You should be checking his stuff out at ZachHanna.co. Mm -hmm. All right, enough about us. We have a super interesting guest for you, Foster. Welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's nice well, to be here. A live in-person one again. Yeah, hot dog. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> over Zoom for the last few. So you've had a pretty crazy, interesting career. Now, we kind of want to get into mostly what you've been doing recently, but let's uh, just zip through how you got into the industry originally. You, you did start as a, as a dishwasher in, uh, when you were 17? Yeah. And then yeah. you were cooking for a while, correct? Yeah, yeah. I worked at a restaurant, and all my friends worked there. So I decided to get in there, get in there as well as dishwasher. Within weeks, they were training me to be a cook. Oh wow! Yeah. They got lucky to get out of the dish pit yeah. that quickly. <laughs> yeah. So is this at some point you obviously decide that you enjoy the cooking part of it, and mm -hmm. you kind of get into catering a little bit? Was that a conscious decision, or was it just kind of like this is the next job on the list? Yeah, it was just a next job. It was a summer job, and a friend of mine had already started working there. And so she was like, yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great. We do all the concerts in Toronto, and we just, yeah. So I was like, okay, sure. So and what venues were you working in? The, well, the CNE, when it still existed. Right. There was the big stadium there. We did Massey Hall. We did uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. Cool. Anything that was, yeah. And so basically you're still just cooking at that point though, right? For the catering company or were you also serving? I was serving as well because mm -hmm. when you cater for those kind of events, it's not sort of service. It's not like walking around with a tray and handing out hors d'oeuvres. It's just a line with chafing dishes. Right. So someone sort of has to be behind the line to say, 
this is the steak. This right. is the pasta. You yeah, know, yeah. like just to and keep the dining room clean. Right. But yeah. So it, I would cook all day and then usually serve dinner. So it was a long day. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah for sure. They were like eighteen hour days. So Ooh. concerts and sporting events? Or mostly uh, mainly concerts, but we did do indie. The IndyCar race oh, once. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Back in the day, they were super popular, yeah. right? Yeah. It was incredible, actually. That would have been pretty it was fun. Just, yeah. And it so was, these are mostly like luxury boxes that you're working in, or? No, like it's it, we just like at the CNE, we had a little kitchen there, and then there was, I guess there was a room. Yeah, there was a room backstage that, that just all, all the crew that would come through. That's where they. Eight and stuff, so we kind of oh, had a little setup. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're basically, I, I see. So you're catering for the employees. Yeah, yeah gotcha. all the crew that comes through. Right. Yeah, okay. Cool. So. so, who was like the most famous person that came through during those times? Those times. Let's see. Uh, I did U2. We did Bette Midler. We did. I remember Guns and Roses came through. Oh. They canceled one year, and we had tons of booze that we had bought for that show, <laughs> and then we had to send it all back, and everyone's like, no! <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, you name it, like, back in the early 90s, whoever came through that summer, we were catering it. Wow, crazy. And so, yeah, do you have any, at that point, I know you're just doing the catering, but did you get a sense of any of, like, the crazy riders and shit that they'd be asking for? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you end up catering for the dressing rooms oh, as well. Oh, you do So they, yeah. you know, the, the crew will send you Back in the day, it was all on a computer or faxed or, yeah, yeah. or sorry, it was prior to computers. Carrier it was all faxed, yeah, yeah, totally. And they'd send stuff through, and this is what each dressing room requires food-wise. So you'd end up seeing a lot of crazy stuff, and yeah, and you get to know the crew that way too. Right. So and you'd see familiar faces coming into the town all the time. So right, and so yeah. like, and that those are more like down to earth, cool people to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're the regular folk. Right. Yeah. Do you remember specifically, like, uh, one of the craziest riders that you saw faxed through? It's interesting because I, because I've been in the industry for so long now, it's just, to me, I, I look at the riders now as, it's kind of like what you would want. Right. You know, if you were away for, you know, months on end, what are your favorite foods or what are your favorite uh, drinks, you right. know? So nothing really crazy. The only thing I do remember was Guns N' Roses once asked for, like, the Texas Mickey of, I don't know what alcohol, <laughs> but it was massive. Like, Peach snaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the dainty things. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was a massive, massive amount of alcohol, and we are like, why? Like, it's one night. What are you going to do? But, oh, because if you're Axl Rose, you need to get so drunk that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. I remember we went to see a show at Fed Hall with David Wilcox, and he got so drunk off what he was drinking on his rider that he fell off the stool into the crowd when he was playing and I had to stop the concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good stuff. <laughs> that happens, it happens. So, like, with regards to, the, to riders, there was a, a period of time where, I don't know if it's changed now, you would obviously know better than me, but there was a period of time where they would put something crazy on every rider just to make sure that you had read the whole thing all the yeah. way through, right? Like, remove the brown M&Ms or yeah. whatever shit like that's that or famous 100% stories. true, yeah. Yeah, is that still happening? I kind of do it sometimes on the riders now. Like, I know you can't get certain things in Europe, but, like, solo caps you can't get in Europe. Oh, Simple thing, right? like, yeah, what you can't. What do they just... drink on the lawn? <laughs> 
plastic cups. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Probably Dixie ears, I don't know. Mm. But solo cups are a big thing because they're just sturdier and stronger. And so I'll keep that on the rider. And then when you're over in Europe, I'm like, yeah, we got everything. And then I'm like, mm, did you? Right. Because I know you oh, can't uh, get solo cups over here. So there's always little tests. <laughs> oh, but that's, yeah. yeah. So that still does go on just in a slightly different way. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you've kind of transitioned to, let's just move right into it because this is the most interesting part of, I, I feel about it, about your biography is kind of what you're doing now. At one point, you, trend, you sort of moved from catering into, you basically got a call to go on tour with the Rolling Stones as a caterer. Yeah. That's how yeah. you started to break into what you're doing now? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So how, talk to me a little bit about how that opportunity opened up and, and what it was like. It's obviously a much different scenario. Yeah, very yeah. different, yeah. <laughs> well, it, the catering company that I was working for, they started doing little little tours, like in Canada, or they'd go down to the States and do a couple months of touring. And then they got a call from the Stones and were like, can you, can you handle doing all of the catering for the crew on the road? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna make a big massive truck and we're gonna make a kitchen out of that truck. And then we just toured and, and I got a call out of nowhere. Hadn't spoken to the catering company in years. And I just got a call and he was like, what are you doing with your life right now? I don't know where you are, I don't know what you're doing. Do you want to come on tour? Because all of a sudden they need a whole bunch more people. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So I was at the time I was working at uh, Flight Center. Oh, nice. And <laughs> so I got that call and I hated that job, and I was looking for a way out. And uh, yeah, got that call, and I just had a house fire. So I lost all of my stuff. Oh, every time like, you hit the road. Totally. I was like, it'll be the smallest suitcase ever yeah. with stuff. So I just, yeah. I mean, sorry just, that happened, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it worked out perfect timing. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I just started going on the road. And, and I was, at that point, I wasn't even really cooking. I was just front of house. So mm. I took care of all the crew, band sometimes, if they came to the dining room, of course. But usually they were in their dressing rooms. They wouldn't come to the crew dining room unless they were bored or something like right. so I didn't really get to know the band until a little later and what year would this have been that would have been 2001 or two so they're already pretty old at this point yeah, yeah. oh yeah so yeah I'm spending a lot of time in the dressing room I'm sure um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I have a bunch of questions <laughs> um, the, so you said they bought a truck like yeah. and so were you driving to every location we had or, a truck driver doing that. Right, that, that just essentially drove to yeah. whatever location, yeah. and, that's, and then you guys flew and met them there. We would get, all the crew get a bus. Oh. And we, so we get a tour bus that has 12 bunks, a little kitchenette, a back lounge, a front lounge, and yeah. Cool. Usually. A shower? No. Oh. No shower, but that's what the venues are for. Right. So you finish your day, and then you go into whatever locker room, and... Have a quick shower, hop on the bus, and have a few drinks. To, it's a nice spot. What was the size of the crew that you worked with? At, like how at that time, I think it was close to 200 people. Holy shit. It was a lot, yeah. yeah. If you include all the truck drivers, all the bus drivers, then there's obviously sound, video. Yeah. Wow. Like, what yeah. tour was that? That was... Oh, was that 40? After 40 the steel wheels, right? Yeah, it would have been after that. Yeah, because I, I think I was still in high school when steel wheels was the early nineties. Yeah, that's the first show I actually worked locally with steel oh, wheels. Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah. One of the venues. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so you're, at this point, it's just in North America, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, let's transition then. So you're doing that catering for that tour, and at this point, do you what? At what point do you start to realize? Okay, this is kind of a fun life, and maybe I'd like to keep doing it. Or have you not realized? Or have you still not I realized? Not, that? I don't know. Yeah, part of me is like, this is a job. Yeah. Yeah. No, at that time, no way. I just thought, okay, it's you know, this is fun. It's a gig. But. I'm going to go home, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to go back to flight center, am I going to go back to restaurants, like, what am I going to do? And it really started to stress me out, because I did love it so much. Mm. And then one of the women on the Stones, she was working more in production, she used to work for Metallica, and she was like, i got to hire someone for Metallica, and I know you don't work dressing rooms, you work catering, but... She had just watched me throughout the few months of touring. I knew you were competent and efficient. Yeah, and she was like, yeah. I, you always have a good attitude, you work really hard, and you have the longest days, because we're there at breakfast, and we, you know, we're leaving after everyone else. So. That's a long It's a long, <laughs> long day, yeah. It almost, I did 48 hours once, just straight through, because we just <sighs> drove straight to the next venue, which was only like two hours away. It was somewhere in Florida, and we just went straight into loading in breakfast so it was like 48 hours of being awake just kind of going uh. <laughs> but yeah so this woman uh she just liked my work ethic i guess and said i'm leaving this tour to go to metallica do you want to come do dressing rooms with me and i was like okay sure i guess so and i talked to the, the head guy in at the catering company and he just was, he was kind of hesitant. He was like, well, no, I want you to stay. Right, yeah. And then, but he was also like, but this is a move up. So yeah. get you out of catering and you can take care of the band members, really. And I was, and he, so he gave me his blessing and I switched tours. So when you move, when you say a move up, clearly in like what you're doing, it's a move up. It seems like a little, like you said, you're getting a little closer to the band. Is yeah. it also like a pay raise for you? For sure. Yeah, yeah. like a significant yeah. one? Yeah. You don't have to tell us the numbers unless you want to, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I make four million yeah. dollars. Uh, so is it paid by tour or is it paid like a yearly salary kind of style? Interesting. So when I first started, it was weekly pay. Mm -hmm. So that's what you negotiate, your, your weekly pay. Now, I work with Metallica full-time, so they have me on salary, oh, which wow. is fantastic, yeah. Right, you don't have to worry about shit. You don't have to worry about when your next tour is coming or whatever, nope. and especially now with tours being canceled oh, all the time. yeah, like, it's you ridiculous. Been, you would have been fucked like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. When this whole thing happened, we were supposed to go to South America, and I was, oh, and they canceled it all, and goddamn. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't, like, I have a house, I have, you know, mm. and Metallica kept us on, until the summer, and then uh, realized this wasn't going away, and they cut our pay, I think by a quarter, and then by December of 2020, they cut it another quarter. So I still was getting paid throughout mm -hmm. this whole thing, even though it was like half Hey, I but didn't still, care. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, you don't have to do this, and you are so. And I'm like, okay. do you get benefits too? Out of curiosity, I don't. Oh, okay. The people in the states do. Okay, they get health, but. I don't want to get into this too, because that must be like I want to back up again, but that must be kind of like a nice break, almost like being on the road all the time, and now you get to be home for a little bit, even. <laughs> <laughs> or are you? It, would you rather be working? I personally, I'd rather be working, mm. but it, it is very interesting the amount of people that I think in general and in any industry you're home now and you're with your partner constantly yeah so it's a little like mm, uh, and yeah I, mm, I have a 17 year old yeah, <laughs> yeah like constantly that. with the 17 year old yeah, yeah. well it's interesting because the relationship I'm in now it's 
started when I was on tour. So she was always used to me being, being gone. gone. Yeah. And with Metallica, it's two weeks out, two weeks home. Yeah. So it's not a lot of time spent together. And this was two years of being home. Yeah. <laughs> She's kind of like, when are you going back on tour? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. get out Still together house. though? Yeah, yeah. yeah there we you made go. It. You we made, made it. it. <laughs> yeah, me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so backing up though. So when you go to being uh, doing dressing rooms, tell me mm -hmm. what that entails exactly. What are you doing in these dressing rooms or, so or what should you not be doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's it's pretty much taking care of the band, anything they need from you know, certain rooms that they want, like a yoga room to do, obviously, yoga or something, or a massage room. So it's setting up all these different rooms that they want, but it could, I do, obviously, the catering rider, so all the food is brought in by local caterers, and I also do their toiletries, I do their laundry, I do anything they need to get ready for stage. So you're almost like a steward for the band in their rooms. Yep. And and you cover the entire band. It's not like one person for one Yeah, the band entire member. band, yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fucking work, too. It is a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work. And it's funny because uh, it's, it's... With some bands, there's like one person that is a little bit more... Precious? Sure. <laughs> well, he's precious, yeah, yeah. And so you've got to make sure, like, it's a lot of politics, too. So yeah. you don't want to piss off this guy by spending more time with this guy and you don't uh, want to especially so for it is these a little older bands juggling. that have been together for a really long time oh, yeah. right like there's probably a lot of like resentments built up over fucking 50 <laughs> years of playing together and a little, yeah. little infighting and oh yeah. yeah 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 has anyone been you don't have to say who it was but have you ever been like super reamed out by any of these people I sounds like know. you're pretty good at I, your job so i'm not <laughs> implying that I you're hope not, so. but. yeah i mean i've been doing it 20 years yeah. i hope i'm good mm. um uh, no, but I, I will say, like, you're close with the, the band members, and do they get angry, like, sure. human beings? Yeah. Yes, of course. And if something's not perfectly right, sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember any specific time, I guess, where someone will sit me down and be like, I can't believe that you... Right. They'd probably just fire you if right. that were the case. Like, or if I messed up that bad. Do you have, like, a superior who they would go to to yell at you instead? Or are you kind of at the... Like, you're kind of the superior in that... No, yeah, they would go to me. Yeah, they would go to you. Yeah. Right I mean, I yeah. have a boss. Like, a the production sure. manager is my boss, mm -hmm. I would say. But, yeah. I mean, I know the guys well enough that if they had an issue with me, they would... Right. They'd come to me and be like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's it, very simply like even just uh, and it wasn't a yelling at it. One of the guys came up to me uh, in December and was like, I like this room. It's kind of a meditation room. Can it not be so close to we also have a, a room that, you know, people a lot of guys go in and they'll like rehearse and practice and whatever. And it got kind of loud. And he mm. was like, can you not put that room so close to the rehearsal room? Mm -hmm. And I was like, totally, no problem. Sure, it makes like, sense. Yeah. yeah, like it makes sense. But So mostly you're just reasonable requests and Absolutely. not too many temper tantrums. No. And these guys are older too, right? So they're not like the hot-headed 20-year-old necessarily. Yeah, right? yeah. That and I've heard the stories difference. and I'm very thankful that I'm working with them older. Right, <laughs> than yeah. Back in their heyday. Well, that's interesting because I think it could almost go... The other, way. the other way too like somebody they're so used to getting pampered their whole lives that yeah and you still hear about like someone like Elton John being a brat right even though he's in his like 70s, 70s or whatever so yeah, but, is, yeah. But, but I guess it's all the personalities as well so like yeah. it's the sort of 
used to a certain type of treatment for many, many years or not quite used to it yet and thinking you're a big deal. Like, I don't know. It could go either way, I guess. Yeah. Oh, totally. It could, mm. yeah. So you, so you did, you, mostly you've done work with Rolling Stones and Metallica, but you've also did tour management for the Canadian tour for Van Halen. Talk I to did, me about yeah. that. That sounds like an interesting tour. That was, yeah, that was a <laughs> short one. It was, uh, I was uh, replacing someone who couldn't finish the tour and... She, I think she would go do Dancing with the Stars. Oh. But she, uh, so she left and she, you know, asked me to take her place. And it was, it's, again, it's a different sort of side of things. So tour management is more traveling with the band mm-hmm. and making sure their hotels uh, are what they want. Uh, so it was at the time when the son, I can't remember his name, Wolfie? Oh, Wolfie playing bass? Yeah. When Wolfie was playing bass, and so... What, what year was this? Was this about five, six years ago? The bio since no, 2007. Seven, oh, I think it was seven, yeah. Oh, okay. It was in December, I think. Okay. But uh, I could be wrong on that, but... Who was singing on this tour? It was David Lee Roth. Okay, yeah. But he, and I never really had to take care of him, because he had his own bus, his own crew, and he just Separate did his own thing. Separate from the band. Yeah, yeah so I never right. really oh, saw yeah. him. <laughs> but yeah. the, other, the other three, you know, like... Wolfie needed to be close to his dad and in the hotel and just, you know, goofy things like that. And he mm-hmm. loved to play video games, so he always had to have a TV that he could plug into his video game. Like it, right. So it was just take, really taking care of the band and right. making sure they have everything they need at the hotels. Hmm. So, but, so that seems like maybe a little less personal interaction than when you're doing the dressing room. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's less about the show, mm-hmm. whereas the dressing rooms are more about the show and making them happy and comfortable so they go out on stage and they're, like, pumped and ready to go. Whereas it, it's getting them to the venue and back and making right. sure they're okay outside of the show. Right. So it's kind of, it's a different... And so, do you, like the when you're on tour with them, you're staying on the bus the whole time? Or are you, now that you're in the dressing room situation, you get to stay in the hotels, or...? We're still busing. We're still busing. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Yeah. There's some tours, like in South America, you can't get buses, so you fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. And on some tours, you get, you know, the band will fly together with the crew because it's just easier to just rent one big plane and right. fly places. So everyone's <laughs> on that one plane and, you know, band nice. probably gets first <laughs> class and entourage. They get, you know the business class and we get the back of the plane right but that, it always works out because usually they give you a full row so you can lay down and sleep and whatever right. it's nice. it's more tiring i'd rather buses because you can actually get in your bunk and get some sleep mm-hmm. whereas if you're flying all the time you're up all the time and you're waiting for your plane and you're just constantly just not sleeping right What's the party scene like on these buses that you're driving back and forth? Like, I know, obviously, you need to sleep at some point. You're working long days, probably. You're just, yeah. you're just tired a lot. But uh, is does there still a lot of partying that happens after the show? You must have some adrenaline. That, well, that, yeah, hmm. that's just it. Like, after after the show, you load out, and you, you're just pushing cases, and you're sweating, and then go have your shower, and then you want to release the day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone, like, wine bottles open, the Jack Daniels comes out, the... yeah. I would say other things I don't personally partake in, right, but uh, sure. no the back lounge okay. is the back lounge uh, <laughs> for a reason. And yeah, it's there's some pretty epic parties. Like you get dance parties and just yeah, some good crazy times. What's the longest amount of time you've been on tour with one band in one stretch? I think it was five months. Ooh, 
Oof. Yeah, just like all through the summer we did Europe, and it was. And that was Metallica or Rolling Stones. That was Stones. So do you ever like were you ever on the back of the stage? It was like not brown sugar tonight, please. No. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I sometimes it's so like the the days are so long and then they just get longer when you're out there for five months. It's just right. so like. Yeah, by the end of that five months, you hate everyone you work with. Sure. You hate the band. You hate the songs. Yeah. Like, it's just like, ugh, enough. As soon as you turn on, turn on the radio, if you hear a song, a song you're, you're like, like fuck, skip off. it. Yeah. And were, you, were, you, uh, were you fans of any of these bands before you started working for them? Or like... Yeah. This is awkward. I would say <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I knew. But not like super fan. No. Yeah. So I, that's like all of a sudden from like maybe you would never choose to listen to Rolling Stones on your free time to listening to them every single day of your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. Like I knew the Stones. Yeah. I, I liked sort of their older stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like and Metallica, I knew the Black Album, but right. nothing else. I had no idea, and I didn't even know what they looked like. I oh, go down wow, to their yeah. like their studio to meet them, and you know, I'm getting introduced. Oh, this is James Hetfield, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you, oh, what do you do? <laughs> He's like, I'm the singer. Like, I had no clue, and they had just got their new bassist, Robert Trujillo. So uh, I had no clue who he was, and I <laughs> came from suicidal tendencies. Who? <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, so what? What was the kind of music you were listening to before you started doing this? Like, what would you say was your wheelhouse? Just so it gives me an idea of, like, how far off you were. Yeah. (laughs) I was, at the time, really alternative indie stuff, I would say. I was really into just going to see live Right. Shows in in clubs, so smaller was, bands that yeah. hadn't been discovered yet. So yeah. only you knew about them, and yeah. they were they were yours. I felt like they were mine. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure it was the exact same experience with the Stones. Hardly anyone knows about yeah, them. Yeah, they were an upcoming band. You know, they yeah. have a couple albums. I think they might make it. Yeah. Um, so then you also went on tour with John Mellencamp, and now you're back to catering yeah. with him on that yeah, tour. Yeah, that was it. Was the same catering company, and he the the owner Peter McGorn. He called me and goes, I know you don't really do catering anymore, but we need someone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's eh, a... I was in between tours and I wasn't doing anything. The only issue with it was that it was all Canada and it was in February. Right. And Awful. it was freezing cold. And when you're in catering, often you're... The, where you're cooking and getting things ready is in the loading dock. Right. Ooh. So it's I was going to ask about that. Yeah, like that's because, yeah, where else would you do it, really? Yeah. Yeah. So the door is always open. Yeah. Oh, shit. And and when you're catering, your hands are constantly wet and then dry and wet and dry. And then the freezing, like every single one of my fingers were cracked open. Everyone had a cold. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I took a picture of all the things I was taking, like night quill, day quill. There's like (laughs) band aids and I had neosporin everywhere. Like, I just, yeah. Oh, that sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough tour. Yeah. But he seems like a more mellow personality. <laughs> he, it's interesting. That one is interesting, too, because he. we were told, don't look at him, that kind of a thing. Like, really? just let him do his thing, don't, whatever. And then the last day of tour, he came in, he was saying hi to everyone, he was so chill. And I was like, that was your people saying that. 
I don't think it was him right. asking for 100%. that kind of. He was yeah. just like, "Why isn't anyone talking to me?" Like, <laughs> oh, we were told to stay away. Am I a dick and I don't know it? Yeah. 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 It no. was strange. And the reason I feel that way is like a long time ago, this is just an aside story, but I was watching that show Siskel and Ebert, remember? That mm-hmm. movie review show? Mm-hmm. And this was after Siskel had died and they were just going through like with just different other critics to roll through with uh, Ebert. Right. And one of them, then they started doing with famous people, and one of them was John Mellencamp one time, and he wouldn't say anything bad about any of the movies, even if it was terrible. Like, just, and he was like, well, I'm sure what the filmmaker was trying to do was, was like, <laughs> he just seemed like the nicest guy. <laughs> like, like, you came on to be a critic, but you can't criticize anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So the lifestyle in general, like, you've been doing it for a long time now, 20 years. Like, do you still find that you enjoy being on the road and on the bus? And, like, I assume, like, are are there a lot of people who have been doing it for as long as you? Or does the crew tend to, to, like, sort of turn over and you get a bunch of younger people? Or how does that work? There are a lot of people out there that have been doing it longer than me, for sure. Mm -hmm. But you hit a certain age and it's, it's hard to keep up. Right. Their body gives out, like sleeping in the bunk, which is, you know, it's enough to fit your body, but that's about it. It's not like you're sprawled in a king, king-size king bed. You, right. You're stuck like this. and It's just, it gets harder on your body for sure, but do, do I still want to go and do it and destroy my body? Yes. Right. All the time. Like, oh, that's it's, good. It's just so much fun, and you get to see the world, meet people, get paid for it. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. There's so, talking about that, like when you're in a city, like in a foreign city, do you have any downtime where you can go check it out? Or are you sometimes, like, yeah. yeah, you do. Like yeah. how often would that happen? With Metallica, they're pretty go go go. Mm-hmm. So we might get like a dinner once in a while. But with the Stones, because they're a little bit older, I've just heard, a little, I've heard. little bit older, <laughs> um, they have more time in between their shows. So we'll get days off. Like we were in Tokyo. And we had, I think, five days between the shows. It, it was fantastic. That's so great, yeah. So you do sometimes. Yeah, so it's nice to have that sort of downtime in a foreign country and check yeah. it out so you feel like you're actually experiencing it rather than... Because I would imagine if it's a go, go, go like Metallica, you, you're you traveling, quote-unquote, but you're like... Do you really feel like well, cities must blend into each other? Like you oh, don't yeah. even know. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bon, like a bon days run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. I miss birthdays all the time. I'm like, oh god, what day is it? Yeah. And, well, that's how my yeah. life is now too. That I don't have anything to do, but yeah. <laughs> it's just a little less glamorous because it's just my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nice house. Yeah. Oh, this is Dan's house. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's a very nice house. Oh, <laughs> but I sit here a lot, so I'll take some credit. <laughs> Okay, so in the times that you've been traveling with these bands, what's the favorite city that you've had a chance to actually experience? The, I would have to say that I love Japan. I love Germany. For some reason, that really sticks out. I would really say I'm Norwegian. My father's Norwegian. And going to Norway, I love going to Norway. But the coolest and best place I've ever been is Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Cool. We went down to Antarctica, and it was... It was in 2013, and we did all seven continents oh, wow. in that one year. And this is with? And this is with Metallica. Okay. Wow. And so that was 
an experience that like you're definitely not running in with cities on that one. That was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, this who is... are you playing a show for down there? Like the research stations that are yeah. down there? Penguins. <laughs> uh, no, we so we were on a boat with some contest winners. Oh. And we went across the Drake during a hurricane, which was lots of fun. Oh. The boat was yeah, out of control. A lot of people got sick. Mm. But then once we were down there, it was just so peaceful and quiet. And we played in this dome that, and everyone had headphones. So it, it was, it was environmentally kind, I guess. So the animals couldn't just hear Metallica. Oh, yeah. I guess oh, that'd be quite, cool. quite the shock yeah. for the penguins. And the yeah, penguins. yeah. <laughs> but the penguins, it was funny. They were kind of curious. They like, saw this little clear bubble and everyone hanging out in this bubble. And they're just kind of walking up like, oh, what's going on over here? <laughs> it was kind of cute. It was cute. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Really cool experience. And no yeah. wonder you want to keep doing it. Uh, yeah. The other thing, question I have about the road life is, like, with regards to your own personal health, like, I feel like you must be just shoving bad food in yourself all the time <laughs> and not getting enough sleep. Like, do you have you noticed anything with regards to that about, like, how you feel unwell or, or like how are you holding up? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it does get kind of difficult sometimes. Um, the catering is not, I'm vegetarian, so sometimes. Mm constantly the vegetarian option is pasta right or more pasta right <laughs> with a topper of pasta so yeah. i end up like just gaining so much weight mm-hmm. and i had to reel that in a bit because i i just needed vegetables so usually when i get home i'm just i just crave a salad right and that's but when you're dealing with catering it's that's that's your only option really yeah, you gotta eat what's there right yeah, yeah exactly so and i've noticed i I've had to start working out. I have a trainer. I ha- just have to get my body into shape for mm-hmm. it now. I'm not 30 anymore. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And so a trainer when you're at home. Yeah. 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 Uh, like you obviously don't have a lot of gym time while you're on the road, I'm guessing. No, I try. Yeah. But it's funny. You can't. Some people can. They really focus and they'll get up early and they'll go to the gym before a big long day. But I'm like, I, I can't do it. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I have to be there a lot of like let's say the carpenters as soon as that stage is set up and ready to go they can go to the bus and nap whereas i can't because usually when they're done setting up the stage that's when the band's arriving so i'm just starting like i i start early in the day set up the rooms get everything ready for the band then the band arrives and then the show happens and then i load out so i don't have downtime during the day so gym time no, it's not going to yeah, happen. That's I'm, if I have downtime, yeah. I'm sleeping. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These dressing rooms, do like, obviously, they're, they're going to vary in size based on what venue you're in. But, yeah. like, like it, on average, like, how big are they for each of these band members? Like, you say there's meditation rooms and... Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it does vary by venue, of course. Stadiums, they have, like, huge rooms. It's all the, the visitors' mm-hmm. locker rooms is what we generally get. And some coaches' rooms and things like that. But I'd say with the Stones, because they are older and a little cleaner, I would say, we, we get, sometimes we get the main sports team's longer Ooh, rooms. Oh, nice. right. So when we get those, those are really nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we won't even drop a spoon. I swear. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but then there's, you know, we go to a club show and there's only two rooms. Right. So a lot of times they'll just say, get dressed in your hotel and just come play the show and leave. Right. Because there's nowhere to be. Or festivals, it's all uh, containers. It's trailers, you know, and 
then you're kind of just stuck with what you're stuck with. I never really thought about that, that like these bands that are that age, of course, I know they go and play festivals and they do clubs every now and then, but what? how different that must, they must fucking hate that, like when they're used to having yeah. like nice individual dressing rooms. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because all of a sudden, we just did a club in the fall with Metallica and it, there's two rooms and where, where, do, where do you get changed? Where do you sit down and have your dinner and then where do you mm -hmm. get a massage it's like these right. are your two rooms you choose from like and then the wives come so then they're kind of hanging out as well and it it's it's very awkward and difficult right it's, yeah are most of these bands bringing their wives on the road with them sometimes yeah 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 hmm. it's not like the old days yeah but. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like during the downtime like after you set up the dressing room and they're going to be in the dressing room and they're gonna go do the show or whatever. What are you doing during that time period? Is that when you're trying to catch up on some sleep? Yeah. <laughs> so the show goes on. For the Stones, we start tearing down. Oh, okay. So we just immediately, their dressing rooms have pipe and drape everywhere, which means we cover all the walls. Mm -hmm. So you can't see the lockers, you can't see anything. It looks like a beautiful room. So we just start tearing everything down, start packing the truck. And we usually are done maybe an hour after the show. We can be on our buses. Metallica is a different story just because I am a little bit closer with them. When they go on stage, I go with them. Oh, okay. So I'll help them change shirts or I'll cool. fill their drinks for them or I'll, you know, if they need something, they, you know, using all their towels and they need more towels, I'll make sure they have more towels. Mm. So it's two different bands, two different things, but... Right. So I'm at stage all the time. So yeah, there's no, there, you don't have any downtime. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So when you're tearing down that whole thing, it, like it takes you from the time they go on stage to an hour after they're done to get it all tear, torn down. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. Like how long does it take to set it up? Uh, we usually get a day before the show, and then we still day of show. We still get. Oh We're still wow. doing stuff. Yeah. Holy shit. That's for that's for the stones. Right. Just because it's so much and they have, you know, each each guy has their own room. Then they have, you know, backup singers and they have a horn section. They have obviously a new drummer now, unfortunately. Right. So, you know, there's all those rooms as well that we set up. So it's it's I think and their tour office. So it's about I wanna say twelve rooms that we're mm. setting up. Holy shit. So yeah, it's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. How many transport trailers do they have going on like when they're, when they're touring for something like that? They carry everything. Well, I can only speak for dressing rooms. In Europe, it usually takes two because they're a little shorter. The trailers are a little shorter in Europe. And we can fit it in one in North wow. America. Still, that's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, trailers Jesus. are big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The um, furniture we do get locally, so... We, we, there's a company that we order the furniture from, so we know it's the same in every city, but they bring it. They bring it. So we you, don't have to travel with furniture. And it, you yeah. would, they bring it, you set it up. Yeah. But they'll at least unload it for you. Yeah, exactly. What a so. business to be in. Right? I know, right? <laughs> furniture one. God damn. Yeah. Uh, so obviously you're off now due to COVID. You, were you on tour? It was all was fall, it? yeah. All, with both of them. All, with both? Yeah. Bands all fall. And cool. then, so when did you, like, when did you get grounded? When did I come home? Yeah. 20th of December. 20th of December. Yeah. And then were you supposed to be back out now? Yeah. Okay, so. I was supposed to go back out on the 5th, but then 
COVID happened and yeah. everyone's shutting down a bit. So it's, yeah. So you're just in a holding pattern like the rest of us waiting to see when. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, there's a show at the end of February and that, as far as I know, that's still a go. And where's that? Uh, that's going to be in Vegas. In Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Playing the stadium there. And then South America and Europe in spring and summer. So. Wow. So when you get the call that you're working, do you have to fly out to meet them wherever they're setting up or? Yeah, usually it's just the first city. Metallica will rehearse for like a few days. And so I'll start setting up. Like we, we've done rehearsals anywhere. Like their first show, let's say it's in Lisbon. So we go to the venue, we set up and then they'll come in. Whereas the Stones love to rehearse for like a month. Oh, okay. Beforehand, so they usually find a studio. It's either in London. Uh, we've done Paris a couple times, but usually LA. And we sit there for a month and go over riders if they want to change anything. You know, things change year to year. And like, oh, I don't like that tea anymore. I want this one, or right. You know, I don't like shepherd's pie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> oh yeah, shepherd's pie is big. <laughs> uh, it's very big. It is a very big thing. Yes. Uh, okay, so they, then obviously they fly you out to wherever yeah. the, the yeah. show first starts, and then you go from there. Yeah. So that's what you're waiting for now, is just waiting for the call to go to Vegas. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Foster. That was super fun. And it was awesome. It's exciting to hear yeah. all this shit. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you, and good luck to you, and I hope that you never get tired of it. And, uh, yeah, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can come back again and tell us some... Well, if, here's the thing. If you ever do get tired of it and you're going to quit, we're going to have you back to give us the stories. Okay, <laughs> all right, perfect, yeah. How's that good, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thanks again. All right, thanks thank so you. Much.